0: Let's go. Here we go. (laughs) Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome. We are back in the house with Common Sense Uncensored, and I want to just make sure that everybody knows to go get out there to gfbestsource.com, click listen now, because that's when we're live, and to chat, you can click on the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And of course, we're always out on Rumble, and you can watch us anytime and share those links, and I think you're going to have... Uh, an interesting show today with Miss Deanne Regalado, who's in the house again. And Deanne, you visited us once, oh, a few months ago with uh, a wonderful story regarding your neighbor who was deaf who needed help. What I'd like to do today is revisit yeah. that story so we can get the everybody who watches caught up. And then we're going to go into your story, which is very interesting. So tell us again about what happened with your deaf neighbor, please.
1: Um, She was living at home with her mom her mom passed away and she found herself trying to navigate these waters um, that we call life and it's really hard Um, got taxes for her home and filled out the paperwork that we needed and she was denied but they forgot to tell anybody that she was denied so they wanted to take her home perfect Yeah, well, we didn't let her. We fought and fought and fought, took it to the city council, city did nothing, state legislatures did nothing, Um, filled out information for the homeowners program, and went on the podcast, and her taxes were paid the day after the podcast.
0: Well, it's good to know that we can do something right occasionally. Yes. But but what happened after that? Because that was interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The city decided or the county, whichever, um, decided that they wanted interest and penalties as well for something that she shouldn't have been liable for because they didn't tell her she was denied for the program. So it held up them paying her taxes for a couple of weeks until um, health and human services decided that they would pay the interest and penalties as well.
0: You know, it's interesting because they're the ones that dropped the ball. They're the ones that didn't do any no- proper due notification and everything else. Sounds to me like she didn't even get notified by the sheriff's office that, that this was going no. down and everything else. So, I mean, all the way through the bureaucracy, They dropped the ball, yet they expected her to snap to and pay for it. And then when things did get handled, then they come back after her for penalties and interest. And I find that really excitingly funny.
1: Yes. Yes. It was very frustrating. It's not something that she should have to pay. I told the city and I told the county, you guys are on the hook. You didn't send out the notice. You pay it. So they would not budge.
0: Good news of the story is we got it done. She's she's on she she's in her house. We have no more people knocking at the door saying, "You're renting from the county and we plan to you know foreclose on you." We're good there, right? Yeah. All yeah, right. We're good. So one one problem down, one crisis handled. Yeah. Let's go on <laughs> to crisis two, which surprisingly enough, again involves bureaucracy can you please a lot lot, would you please start by telling me your saga and this one is personal to you
1: yes it is um my daughter is disabled she was diagnosed with a lot of really scary things um throughout a majority of her life my husband and i just you know made do um because We tried filing for disability for her in 2013. Um, We were denied because we make too much money. Of course. Um, Not really sure how that happens, um, but I guess we did. Um, We were told to try again when she turns 18 because then she's technically an adult. So we did. And it was, we were met with denial after denial after denial. A majority of this happened over COVID, so everything moved really slow. Um, We had a hearing over COVID. Um, They did not allow anybody to be in the room for the hearing. She was the only one that they allowed to talk during that, that hearing, so it was really hard because somebody that's disabled doesn't have the same mental capacity even as somebody that's not because they have so many other factors in their life. So
0: let me let me interrupt you here because what I want to establish is, is we have a young lady here who's been disabled, and she's been disabled for quite a long time. You and your mm-hmm. husband have been doing due diligence and taking care of the thing because that's your job, your yeah. parents, and you would have liked some help, but okay. And now we yeah. get to the point where there's a hearing, and because she's technically an adult now, she's not even allowed representation or assistance in the room when she's trying to, so how is she supposed to defend herself?
1: Well, she had a lawyer and he was also on the meeting, but um, the administrative law judge holding the hearing did not let him hardly talk. She, I don't know if she liked to hear herself talk a lot or not, but there were so many things that went wrong during that hearing. Um, our daughter's time frame; she doesn't know the time frames because she's young, 18. But kids don't care about time frames and how long they've been dealing with things. Um, so the judge gave her ruling and decided that the judge did not believe what my daughter had to say. So okay. she was denied that at that hearing.
0: So, so that's probably about. I just want to make sure that's about the third hoop you tried to jump through, correct?
1: Um, I think that was our third or fourth denial. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we had, I think, one more in that process, and then we got to the point where um, our lawyer decided that he wanted to retire. So we had to get um, another lawyer in the middle of the process. Oh, Lord. Um, in December, we got the final denial. And the judge or the lawyer said, you guys can take it to federal court or you can quit and start over. Which <laughs> most people do. <laughs> start everything over? Start the whole process over and lose all of those times of potential back pay because when you finally get approved they have to pay you back pay from when you started the process uh, to when
0: today so, so, so you, that's a lot oh gee that almost sounds like that might just be built into the process that way uh as as it goes we stall we stall we stall we stall and yes. then when you start over oh well slit wiped clean. It's rather similar to the fact that if I overpay my taxes, I don't get any interest. But if I don't pay my taxes in, they get interest
1: yes, and penalties. It's the
0: same. So this sounds like it's really an interesting setup here you've been dealing with.
1: Well, and a lot of people don't have the means to take it to federal court, because to take it to federal court, It cost us $1,500 out of pocket. Wow. Um, And it was filed in federal court on January of 2022. And it sat in the federal court process. I would call every six months just to check on it because she's 26 now. Wow. So we've, we've been taking care of our adult daughter in her own home, but we've been paying for Food, you know, utilities, everything. and it, it's hard it's hard to do that for, for an adult child as my husband's a senior citizen. It's hard to do that, um, and, and to see her be broken by this process. And us, we are broken by this process.
0: Well, Um, I I find this really interesting because uh, all throughout federal, all throughout our state, health and human services and stuff, they keep crowing about the fact of, of all that they do for uh, the people that are disabled and everything else in our state and at the federal levels and stuff, and how we work so hard to make sure that they're healthy and independent livers you know and and they're out enabled to do things on their own and I'm finding out that this story doesn't seem to gel with that at all.
1: That's not true she's um She gets food stamps. <sighs> That's the only help. And she got heat assistance. That's the only help she gets. She has Medicaid um, because she's not working. So she, you know, does get qualified for that. But they are very strict on how many times she can get an inhaler. They only let her get a rescue inhaler every three months. Wow. You know, so you go up to fill a prescription. They say, nope. Your insurance doesn't cover it yet. Or nope, you can't do that yet. And I'm like, it's a rescue inhaler. Kind of necessary.
0: Yeah, kind of necessary. Hence the term rescue.
1: Right. That should never be a thing, you know. So um, every time I would call the court, "Eh, it's still sitting there. We haven't heard anything until may 17th i called the court and the clerk that answered the phone said oh no we have a problem
0: (laughs) never good words to hear "Um,
1: not from a federal court Uh -uh. you know that's like almost that's that's right there next to the supreme court of north dakota
0: well and and when you're looking at it you are charged every time you ask your lawyer or whatever to, to to write a letter, to make a phone call, to make an inquiry. Which is, I'm sure, why you're making phone calls on your own. Because I understand. I mean, they don't, and God bless them. They they do what they're due with their, what they earn and stuff. But it gets very expensive just to start the process, and then to continue the process requires nickel and dime, nickel and dime. And but by the time you're done, even that just that fifteen hundred dollars turns into. Thousands.
1: Thousands.
0: And to hear at at the end of your phone call, we have a problem, Um, not good. No, because we've been
1: sacrificing and scrounging, you know, just to scrape by. And then somebody says, we have a problem. And I'm (laughs) like, well, the last year and a half, we've been busting our butts. And now you're saying that now you have a problem? Problem was one of the clerks didn't enter it. One of the things that needed to be entered to move the case.
0: You're kidding.
1: No. Okay. So it sat for a year and a half and didn't move.
0: I want to make something very clear to everybody, and I, and I want you to to tell me if I'm right or wrong. Throughout this entire process, you guys have had deadlines. You had to have specific paperwork in by specific dates. Everything had to be jump through this hoop by this time, jump through this hoop by this time, or your case is thrown out, correct?
1: Yes. Yes. So
0: you guys have been on a manufactured timeline to get everything done. You have done your due diligence. Your lawyer has done their due diligence. You have gotten those timelines made to have this thing sit in somebody's out basket and have nothing done to it. Is that pretty much what we just heard? Yes, uh-huh. exactly what you heard. Interesting. Exactly. Uh,
1: do you feel so, there's a little
0: bit of a double standard
1: there? I do. And I asked. I called back and checked like three weeks later and I said to the clerk how does this happen and she goes well human error okay (laughs) but I can't tell that to my mortgage company when I can't pay my mortgage because I have to take care of all these other things
0: and I find it interesting that they believe that they have the perfect ability to make sure that you're on a timeline and then when it comes to to them it's human error we're going to take our first obscene profit margin break right now for executive properties and then we're going to get right back into the meat because i don't want to have to break up that story let's go paul
2: are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done asap
0: Okay, we're back. So, um, you were told we had a problem. Um, then they all they 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 put it down to well, it's human error. Oh well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they fell down on their end. So, what's their solution now? Is there have you heard anything else since then?
1: Her solution on the seventeenth of May was to email the judge. She was going to directly email the judge and see what they could do. Now, I've heard nothing.
0: Before you go on, when again did this this entire process started in 2022, correct?
1: The federal court process yep. started in 2022.
0: And here we are uh in May of 2023 and through no fault of your own, you're being told hang on. We'll we'll we'll, we'll yeah. get back to you again. So, she emailed the judge. What happened after that?
1: Nothing. I haven't heard anything. My lawyer hasn't heard anything. I've called again. I think I called on June 1st wow. to ask the clerk if there was any news. And she said nothing. She said she hasn't heard anything, but she would email the judge again. And I said, um, you guys messed up. You need to fix it. And you need to fix it now.
0: But nothing I find it. You you also emailed the judge, right? Yes, last week, mm-hmm. and still nothing. Nothing. What has your lawyer said? Is Is there anything you can do from his standpoint? Which, of course, is going to cost you more money. But what's his view on this? Um,
1: embarrassment, disgust. Um, that this is happening to to her clients or to people that need the help. She, um, she's not really sure what to do or where to go.
0: You're kidding.
1: So, no, because we asked for a summary judgment, which means that the judge just reads through all the paperwork to find if the social security administration made an error in denying the claim.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We know they did because, um, Our daughter was evaluated by their expert, by their expert doctor. And that guy said, this child is disabled. She cannot do what everybody else can do. And we can't expect her to. So even with their expert, it still wasn't enough for them. So I know they've made a
0: mistake. Wow. What? (sighs) So right now you're sitting here and have you reached out to any um, senators, other politicians or anything else just to see if they can move the mountain?
1: I have. I've reached out to all of our senators, Hoven, Kramer, Armstrong. Um, The only one that we've heard anything from is Kramer's office. Um, But they do exactly what I do. Yeah. Call and call and call. They don't have any magic wand you know, they told me, well, if Social Security disability ever gets revamped, do you want to be involved in that process to make it better? And I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: <laughs> you don't have enough on your plate right now? I mean, right. oh, why the, by the way, while we're trying to help you, let's recruit you to do some free work yeah. for us. Are you kidding me? You know,
1: these programs have been around forever. They're never going to fix them. No. They're never going to revamp them. They like them the way they are. They don't want them to be better. They want people to suffer and they want people to pass away while you're waiting for disability.
0: You know, I want to, I'm going to get back to your, your story, but because you mentioned that uh, you told me a story about your friend whose mom Mm -hmm. um, got cancer and applied for disability and stuff, because it Mm kind of dovetails in with what happened to you when you talk about people being told sit on the back burner, we'll get back to you. Would you tell Mm -hmm. me that story too, please? Yes. Um,
1: I have a friend whose mom got cancer. Um, It was terminal. It, it, It was terminal at the time. So they applied for disability just to get some help. Because when you're faced with a terminal illness like she was, it's so expensive for the doctors and the gas and the medication and everything is so expensive. And then you've got to plan your final your final day, you know, mm-hmm. um, your funeral and your burial and all of that. And she was on to, you know, going through the process just like we were, but she died before they got her help. And her kids were thinking, okay, well, mom's applied, you know, we've got this many months or however many months of back pay coming. We'll use that to reimburse ourselves for her funeral. Mm-hmm. Nope, got a letter saying that the North Dakota unclaimed money was getting all of that money because she had died. That's, You're not able to leave that. To so, a so, so
0: that goes to the state. Yes, basically, it did. all of
1: her back pay went to the state. To yeah. the unclaimed money.
0: Interesting. That that is mm-hmm. such. That is so typical of one government agency paying another government agency at the cost mm-hmm. of the people that they're supposed to be representing. Because yeah. literally, literally what's happened is um, with, with the first story you told us about the property taxes, they were trying to steal that young lady's house right out from underneath her. Mm-hmm. They would have sold that house for much more than, yeah. than she owed in taxes and kept the money. Yes. The same thing happened with this one. This, this lady who was denied disability through no fault of her own, God decided to call her faster than the government could work. Imagine that. And now the money that's left over that maybe her family could have used for some reimbursement for the, the stuff that they used to, to try to help their mom out all goes back to the state. I find yes. this incredibly, incredibly interesting that we have an entire federal-state marriage of you wash my hand, I'll wash you, wash yours, we'll both get plenty of money. Meanwhile, yeah. people that are sick, people that are disabled, people that literally pay for this help will get nothing. Yeah, yeah,
1: because my friend's mom worked her whole life, and that's taken out of your paycheck, you know? I mean, it's it's not right. It's not right. It's just horrible.
0: You know, the the more that I've I've done research and the more that I've delved into uh, the the bureaucracy problem that we have, not just at the federal level, but also at the North Dakota level, mm-hmm. is is they're doing nothing to to ease it. They're, in fact, they're making it worse. We are going to be seeing more stories like this because of the expansion during this last legislative session mm-hmm. by. Health and Human Services, who by the way was the one requesting most of these this legislation, it wasn't coming through our legislators being requested by the people. No, 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 no. Health and Human Services actually wrote these bills and requested them, and they Mm -hmm. Health and Human Service budget. Is going to be when you look at state funds and federal funds. It is going to be five billion with a B dollars in just the state of North Dakota, so that we can get our people treated like this. And I, 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 I I can't even begin to imagine. So right now, Kramer's getting no answer. Your lawyer's getting no answer. You're getting no answer. What was your next step?
1: Um. I reached out to the Department of Justice. Um, actually, the Attorney General of North Dakota first. Okay. Um, they said it's a federal issue. <laughs> they would love to help, but it's a federal issue. So.
0: I hear the sound of a I buck reached, being passed. Uh, yeah. There,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: A few okay. of them, I think. Yeah. Yep. You know? yep, um, yep. Yep.
1: So we reached out to the Department of Justice. Um, I tried to call because. If you fill out the form online, you get like 400 words. It's really hard to explain something that has taken 10 years in 400 in words? a process in 400 words. That's so I all wanted to talk to somebody. That, yeah. yeah.
0: So, so literally, you're you're expected to tell them your problem, which has taken five, six years minimum. If you want to start yes. clear back to when she first was disabled, it's been a decade or better. Yeah, And you're supposed yeah. to describe that in 400 words. In 400, yeah. Uh-huh. So
1: they don't man the phone lines because they don't have the staff. So you have to leave a message or fill it out online. So I left a message and I filled it out online. No phone call. Um, and when you fill it out online, it said it may take weeks to months for us to get back to you. Mm-hmm. I got a response in three hours.
0: And it was?
1: Sorry, not our problem.
0: Which leads me to believe nobody even read the damn thing. Right. Because in a yeah. bureaucracy where we're understaffed, we don't have this, we don't have that, you're telling me that in under three hours, somebody at the federal level read through mm-hmm. your document and said, no, and in your 400 words, you didn't express yourself good enough. So I, I yeah. there's no way in hell anybody read that. No. <laughs> no. None. None. No. So we're sitting here now where we're we're, you've emailed, your lawyers emailed, the court, court's email, and you're quite frankly, what do you do now? Anything? We is wait. That, that's it. That's we don't your have, only option. We don't, that's
1: the only option. There is nothing else we can do. And, so if the judge comes back and says no, we have to start the process over again in you, those last 10 years would you were mean,
0: for nothing. Yep. you And that means all the work and all the money you paid out, there's no chance for recompense. There's no chance that you will get anything. You have to go right back to square one and say, our daughter is disabled. Yep. Bang. Wow. Yeah. You mentioned something else that I found interesting, and that was um, there was someone who – was talking to someone at Health and Human Services, and they were lucky enough to be able to talk to a human being. And that human being was rather disconcerted because she said that they're no longer able to handle stuff at the county level. Everything in the state of North Dakota has now been broken up into health and human service zones. And that the vast Mm -hmm. majority of any communication, including their communication, the live human being that works for them, is now going to be through forms and email. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yep. So we're... spending 5 billion dollars we're hiring tons of new people we're training them to be mental health technicians and everything else but we can't seem to help the people that we currently have is that an incorrect yeah. assumption on my part or
1: nope and 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 all of these people are getting are are just going through the cracks like if it wasn't for us our daughter would be on the street somewhere going through the crack because there is nobody to help them.
0: I find myself appalled at the way our government, both state and federal, Mm -hmm. likes to have their politicians pat themselves on the back and parade people out and say, "Oh, look at the good work we've done. We've helped. We've helped this individual who's disabled, or we've helped this individual who's entered our country illegally, and other things." But when it comes to things like this, where your, your friend that died from cancer, who's paid for it all her life, zap the state gets mm-hmm. the money. You may have to start all over again. Zap the mm-hmm. state gets all the, the gets to keep all the money. There is no recourse the United no. States citizen anymore where you can actually physically talk to a human being and maybe get someone no. to say let's work this out rather I mean plenty of people are out there willing to go it's not my department you're going to have to contact somebody mm-hmm. else correct yeah a ton
1: like and, and you, you don't know where else to turn you don't know where else to go you don't know what else to do I mean your bills can only be so late you know what I mean
0: Well, and good Lord, if your lawyer doesn't know, how are you supposed to? And how many people cannot afford a lawyer? Yeah,
1: a lot of them, a lot of them. So a lot of these people that are getting denials are just giving up and maybe never doing it again, or they're giving up and starting over. And it's a brutal process. It is brutal listening and seeing what these people that are supposed to be professionals say About In my case, about my daughter, I wanted to reach through the screen and just rip their hair out because they have no idea.
0: I want to get right back to that, but I have to do my second obscene profit margin break for Oh Heaven's Cakes. And I want you all to know that there is nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. The best cupcakes for special occasions or even, in my case, just a treat. They make incredible specialty items by order, and you can just walk in and find out more. While you're there, you can enjoy all kinds of such good stuff with frosting. Oh, I can't even begin to tell you. And if you're a business owner, I want you to know that you can treat your employees and check out their monthly employee discounts. Oh, for heaven's cakes on the north backside of this very mall, the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesday through Friday from ten to four and Saturdays from nine to noon. Call 757 cake. That's 701-757-2253. Or go to O oh for Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com and you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at O oh for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And if you happen to have a flair for decoration, they're looking to hire. So, Deanne, you mentioned the fact that there's been some people there that you have happened to speak to who have been less than compassionate. Can you tell me some more about that, please?
1: Yeah, a lot of the the people that I've dealt with don't seem to understand um, a lot of these disabilities that people have, or they think, eh, she's just being lazy, or she's just, you know, it's, it's not the case she just can't do it and and to find i mean she's had in my daughter's case 18 or 19 jobs you know she's trying she's trying but she just she just can't the demands of of a lot of things are just too much for her and and it causes her to recoil and just kind of go inside of herself. Well, of
0: course it it's does. Just too much. She's she's disabled but she's still human. She wants to yeah. feel valued and she wants she wants to know that she's participating and she knows that it's hard on you. And I know yeah, you guys have never said anything to her but you don't need to. She knows. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and I've I've I am frustrated because we have people that are perfectly able to work. They're totally healthy. They're totally able to get out there and work. But they're making unemployment benefits and everything else, collecting COVID money still uh, Mm -hmm. and everything else out there and being told, don't worry about it when you're ready. There are people that are out there smoking medicinal marijuana for anxiety because they can't go to work. And Mm -hmm. your daughter is a genuine individual that cannot work and cannot seem to get any help. And that frustrates the hell out of me.
1: Yeah, me too. I just seeing it all the time is so frustrating. And it's like, why? This is your job, guys. This is your job. You know, the clerk, this is her job. Enter stuff. You're playing with people's livelihoods. You're playing with people's lives, you know?
0: Well, I can't begin to understand the rationale behind the fact that they screwed up. A, A clerk screwed up and didn't do due diligence, didn't do her job. All right, she's human. Let's go with that one, all right. But why should you guys be the ones to suffer and have to go all the way back to square one due to that error?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just give it to the judge. Somebody that's in jail, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you're in jail and you need to go to court, I'm sorry. But this case shouldn't. And these kinds of cases shouldn't take a backseat to the criminals that are in jail for right now. And it does, because that's the way the system works. So a judge's time is taken up by all the criminals.
0: So a criminal who's obviously going nowhere soon has got Correct. three hots in the cat, is being taken care of. Um, meanwhile, your daughter and you guys are struggling to pay bills, keep everybody's mm-hmm. heads above water and everything else. And you can't get a court date. Because we got right. too many of these guys lined up, and they can't wait?
1: Yeah, they, really? get first, they get first, according to the court, that the criminal cases are always dealt with first. And then after that, then if the judge has time, then he goes into the, the civil cases.
0: If he has the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And I watched the calendar. I know. I've, I've seen what days... I even know when the judges are on vacation because you can see all that information. Huh. So, you know, I mean, I don't get a vacation day. Sorry.
0: Is <laughs> there, Other than the criminal aspect, how do they, how do they justify prioritizing the civil cases then that they go through a first come first serve, whoever hits the tray. I mean, do you have any idea or is it just um, p- pick of the draw? It's,
1: yeah, it's just pick of the draw. I mean, I'm, when I look at the at the calendars, some of the cases for the civil cases have been out there since nineteen. Um, and they work their their process through. So they're they've been there a lot longer than us. Wow. But I I just don't feel like it's you know, on the same merit.
0: You know, that's the thing that that's confusing me is is a prisoner, like I said, who's not going anywhere anytime soon, and is fairly well taken care of, uh, d- gets a priority. It looks to me like there there is no rationale or even a cognizant f- factor for figuring out what might be a a prior. The lady dying of cancer should have been mm. a priority. Because Absolutely. she's definitely, I mean, whether she was in the queue line first or third, kind of a priority, because she yeah. obviously didn't make it to the finish line for them to, to come up with a judiciary excuse.
1: Is that the idea? Is that what they want? Because they know if you've got cancer and you file for disability, they know the chances are you're going to die before you get your money. So the state gets it.
0: Is that the the plan. I got to tell you, it sure seems like it to me because it. it I don't see any other rationale behind it, and mm-hmm. and face it, these folks know you're not going to let your daughter starve. No, they know you're true. gonna you're gonna because you're a good you're a good parents, and and yeah. thus when I take a look at this, to me, um, all I can see is for a bunch of politicians and political hacks, as I like to call them, screaming about equity. I don't yeah. seem to be seeing a lot of that going on here.
1: No, the prisoners in jail have more rights than the taxpayers do, honestly, because they're prioritized in the court system above and beyond anybody else. The prisoners are prioritized. Wow. Then, like you said, they're not going anywhere. They have more mm-hmm. rights. But I, I, you know.
0: Well, I want to let people know how bad this has gotten. Bureaucracy is slowly what's killing us. The size of government, the size that we are allowing our government to become is going to end up killing us all. In 1940, total federal employment was under 700,000 federal contractors, minimal. By 2014, we topped 2 million. Today, there are 2.85 million employees, over 5,000 contractors, many paying tens of thousands of employees within any given department on any given day. And the numbers keep rising uncapped. And we just saw this this last legislative session with mm-hmm. North Dakota and Health and Human Services. We're adding more people and getting less done. Less and yeah. Government Accountability Office reports that in 2020 even before the major COVID spending wave the federal government spent 665 billion with a B on contracts a 70 billion jump over just 2019. They don't make money. You and I mm-hmm. are paying for these services we're not getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very
1: frustrating. It's very frustrating because I know that's just the tip of the iceberg. (sighs) I know it's way worse than than anybody knows. And there are so many people struggling and and it doesn't have to happen. It shouldn't happen with that many employees.
0: Well, as federal agencies and contractors multiply, oversight and accountability, understandably, are receding. And there are roughly 500 federal agencies right now. And so we're sitting here watching contracts proliferate on the federal end. We're watching agencies literally provide their own legislation for how they're going to grow and proliferate, hire more people, be able to do more services. Mm-hmm. But in fact, what they're doing is they're providing less. And you are, well, you are the poster child, the poster family, for this discrepancy that Mm-hmm. I mean, last year the government pulled in four point nine trillion dollars, but spent seven trillion. So we're yeah. we're and everybody says, "Oh, we have to stop spending." And so then people go, "Oh, well, we we can't deny people their services." Well, it sure the hell seems to me like we are. You are, yeah, you are. You are denying.
1: You know, my husband's a retired veteran. He spent twenty two years in the air force. Twenty years in the air force fighting for our country. And and the stuff that I'm seeing come down as he ages is not good. It's not good at all.
0: And I'm, I can hardly wait until he's ready and probably the hoops that he's going to jump through. I have several veterans that are close personal friends, and I come from a military family. And let me tell you, the health care is not necessarily mm-hmm. what it's cracked up to be. I'm not talking about the guys at the VA, the doctors and the nurses and stuff, but what mm-hmm. I am talking to is it it was it was just recently quite quite frankly that they finally cleared the people for being able to do agent orange claims from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. How long and how many people suffered? Through the, yeah. the, the birth defects, the debilitating effects of Asian orange and everything else, to be told by the government it's all in your head, to all of a sudden have them go, yeah. Well, well, okay, maybe you're right. Okay, we'll cover that now. It took decades.
1: Yeah, and they're probably only gonna see a minute fraction of any kind of compensation for that. They're not gonna see the money that that the government says is giving is giving out. They're not doing that. So we're going to be stuck with nothing.
0: So let's let's revisit here. You you've you've emailed. Are you going to attempt one more time? Another email? Have you talked to your lawyer? uh, Another hail mary to Kramer's office? Because serious to God, I hate to see you start over and lose all that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I I just I'm going to call again, and I'm going to email again, and. I'll email Kramer's office again. I mean, I'll email until they're sick of hearing from me because they're wrong. What they're doing is wrong, and they need to know that it's wrong to I would treat people like this.
0: I'd like to take this moment um, t- to do an outreach here to anybody that manages to, to watch this podcast and hear Deanne's story. If you know of any one agency, any outside legal avenue or whatever. Now is the time. Please reach out and contact me at grandforksbestsource.com or contact my producer, Paul. I mean, contact me. Send up a a carrier pigeon with a note stretched to it. I don't care how you do it. But find a way to reach me and let me get back to to DM because this is unconscionable. And this bureaucracy is not removing itself rules pushed out by this federal bureaucracy have have done nothing but explode in number in size complexity and intrusiveness now i'm very honest about this they're going after our gas kitchen stoves our refrigerators and lawnmowers how we manage streams ponds and puddles where and when we can eat and drink what we can sell buy and entertain and even as we saw during the pandemic how we can go to church celebrate with family, and our basic lives are currently being record, regulated by a executive order at the state level mm-hmm. and at the federal level. These people are into our lives at such minutia up until the point we need them. And then yeah. there's nobody you can talk to.
1: Yeah, and there's nobody that's accountable. There's nobody that you can say, hey, this is wrong and have them fix it because they don't
0: care. You can't sue the federal judge. You can't sue the clerk of court for mm-hmm. being inept. All they're going to do is yeah. look at you and laugh. And of course, if, even if you could, it's going to just cost you more money and they've got the money of the federal government and the state government right. behind them. So they're going to sit, look at you and they're going to go, Sue us, go for it. Yeah. You're paying both ways because it's your tax dollars that mm-hmm. are working against you. Yeah, exactly. This is unbelievable. We've got our last profit margin break here, and then we're going to look at wrapping this up. And that is for Churchill Shoes. Paul, take it away.
2: Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall.
0: Okay, we're back. Um, if you could reach the judge, what would you like to say to him? If for some reason would, the heavens opened up and you got him on the phone. Yeah.
1: I would just like to let him know what is happening in his house. You know, because I'm not sure he even knows that, that people are falling down on the job and not, and not doing what they're supposed to. You know, I think that that he needs to know that what he represents isn't necessarily... What it's cracked up to be, um, people shouldn't be falling in the in the cracks for this, and and he needs to know that.
0: Well, I'm going to see if I can help that along, Magistrate Judge Claire C. L. A. R. E. R. Huck Halter H. O. C. H. H. A. L. T. E. R. Address is 220 East Rosser Avenue, Suite 426. P.O. Box 670, Bismarck, North Dakota Listen up, folks Phone number is 701-530-2340 That's Judge Claire Hoxhalter H-O-C-H-H-A-L-T-E-R Maybe if somebody other than you Decides that it's uh, their turn In the name of Deanne Regalado R-E-G-A-L-A-D-O Uh, they can maybe give a call to this gentleman's office and ask them why there is no one moving forward on this case that it has been brought to their attention that the civil docket for case number one colon two two slash CV zero 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 three slash CRH is going nowhere freaking fast. Due to the fact that you all dropped the ball and you want to know why this is occurring. And I am just, I am not saying to threaten anybody. I am not saying to do any any bad language or anything else. But as an individual, as a taxpayer, I would certainly like to know why this is being allowed to happen to this family and probably many others and why there is nothing being done about it. If anybody wants that information again, I'll be happy to have you contact me. I will fire this off to you all in an email, probably even (laughs) including the email address for this, buddy. Because I think, unfortunately, we have been told for oftentimes it takes a village. Mm -hmm. Well, Deanne, we're going to do our best to help you out. We're going to be a village and we're going to see if we can can do something to get through this bureaucratic hell that you're sitting in. And, you know, if if the judge doesn't know what's going on in his in his jurisdiction, the one word I have to say is shame on him, because quite frankly, you know, that's part of his job, too. Is to know what mm-hmm. the hell's happening in his courtroom in his clerk with his clerk of courts and everything else. And right. and if if his clerk didn't do the cowardly thing and not forward anything to him which could be but actually went into him and said I screwed up. Fell on right. her sword and said we need to help these people and he's still doing nothing. Right. Not a good look, judge. Not a good look. Yeah. That's true. So That's true. In the meantime what can you do for your daughter? Because let's you know, face we it, we just got to keep going. You well, the other thing, and I'm not trying to be modeling or anything about this, but but I'm 67 years old too, so this is something that's on my mind. I mean, what you guys aren't living forever, no, and that's why we did this. That's why we took
1: it upon ourselves to do this because when we're gone, she's gonna be out there by herself to manage and navigate these things. And if I'm a 50-year-old woman having these problems, what's somebody that's disabled? What kind of problems are they gonna have
0: navigating these waters? See and the, because there's zero help. The plan, the plan for North Dakota Health and Human Services is to have Um, them take over for you in the case that something like this happens these people are going to become wards of the state God Mm -hmm. help them because with this expansion of health and human services they're going to be in this right up to their lovely little necks telling everybody what to do how to do it and when to do it and it's quite frankly it chills me to the bone to realize that our children could be faced with this bureaucracy and have no one to be advocates for them Because that's literally what you are. You're her advocate. Yes. And we have to be.
1: But we can only be for so long. You know what I mean? Once we're gone, she's going to have to do this herself. And I don't think she can. Well, it's not easy.
0: I, I know it isn't. And I have had nothing like you've gone through. But my mom, when she had her stroke, she lived with us for eight years, and we took care of her. And I would go to the medical appointments and stuff with her, and she had, had a stroke, she had aphasia, so she could not speak. She, it all came out garbled. And there were people there that all they wanted to do was give her more and more and more and more medication. Every time we were there, her blood pressure spiked, so we had to go to the ER every time, and I'm saying, well, if I walk out of here, it's going down. Nobody wanted to listen. And the reason no. nobody wanted to listen was because sitting there in front of them, they had money because my mom took a lot of medication, a lot of expensive medication. Every time she came in, we ended up in the ER for several hours. I mean, it was horrendous because I'm sitting there and I'm biting my tongue because I don't want anybody to go, oh, well, you don't seem to be taking very good care of your mother. Well, maybe we need to. I mean, and you're so you're living in fear of that. Yes. That they're going to come in and say, oh, you're protesting too much. Maybe this is too much for you. Well, maybe we need to take your daughter. Don't tell me that hasn't occurred to you.
1: Yes, it has. It has every single time I think about or contact anybody. I'm just like, what's the ramifications of me kicking the hornet's nest? Because that's what I'm doing. But there are so many people out there that don't have somebody like us to fight for them, and, and we need to.
0: Well, it's, it's totally reprehensible, everything that's, that's been happening to you. I can only sit here and, and imagine that there are going to be people that are listening to this that are going to be going, oh, my God, that's my story. And if there is, I would like them to reach out to me as well. Because the yeah. more we can bring, in fact, it's incredibly brave for you. And I'm not, I'm not doing this just because it sounds good. But like you said, every time you kick the hornet's nest, you sit back and you kind of go, <sighs> Because you know where the power lies. The power no longer lies with the people, which is where it's supposed to be. The power now lies in the bureaucracy and the behemoth we have built around ourselves that we call the government. We fund it, we give them all the power, and then we sit back, and when it doesn't work, we go, what the hell? And then when we try to make it work, we're again scared of the power. And I just can't, can't begin to imagine that there's nothing more we can do so what i what i would like to ask of you is i would like to ask you to to please keep in touch with us mm-hmm. and let us know yeah. if, if there's anything that moves on this forward at any point even if it's just to send me an email saying hey the judge mm-hmm. got back to me or whatever because then i can come on and i can say to everybody hey Prayer warriors yeah. out there. Um, Deanne got a got at least a, a response. I'm gonna keep you in the loop and mm-hmm. keep you advised as to what's going on here. Um, if this falls through, are you going to refile? Are you gonna
1: start over? Yeah. I mean we have to. We have no option. She can't she can't do it. She tries, she went, she did get a job, she her last paycheck was eighteen dollars. Oh my god. I mean, that doesn't even pay for barely a carton of milk anymore, you know. I know. So yeah, we have to keep fighting. You know. Um, if you have the listeners that, that are in this same situation, I mean, reach out to me. I can try to give them,
0: you know, ideas or at or the very to least. Look. You can tell them the, the path that you've walked. And, and this is, this is the, the one thing I have found when, when I'm doing a lot of this is somebody will say, okay, well, this is what I did. And it it just feels actually liberating knowing that you have at least somewhat of a plan to follow because currently you, right now you're sitting in limbo. You, you've, you've, where are you going to go? Yeah. Where are you going to go?
1: Physically and emotionally, I've done everything I can. There's really nothing left to do. But wait.
0: Well, I have to say shame on Armstrong. Shame on Hoven for not getting back to you. Um, At least having the courtesy to respond. Mm -hmm. I would like to say at least thank you to Kramer for responding. Uh, The the thing I would like to say to Mr. Wrigley's office is you coward. I'm sorry, but you coward. Mm -hmm. You know, the best bureaucratic answer when you really don't want to do anything is it's not my department, as opposed to saying it's not my department, but let, let me tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach out to, and I'm going to try to help you because that's the proper answer from someone who is in the position that he is. That's earning tax dollars, not my department. Sorry, Mr. Wrigley could have, Piss poor. They could have taken 10 minutes and called the courthouse, you
1: know, and, and said, hey, I've heard from a constituent. Is this really happening? And it would have been solved. But nobody wants to do anything.
0: Yeah. Piss poor. This is, this is we, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, we, we're the ones that got us here. We voted in these people. We continue to uh, expand government. We continue to allow them to take away our freedoms and to put us in the, these places where we're paying for everything and everybody else and watching our money go down the drain. And when it comes to us and our needs, too bad, so sad, sorry, not our department yeah and uh I gotta tell you i'm i've I've heard this a lot. I know a lot of other people have heard it a lot, Dan, you have really brought it home today. the situation that we're mm-hmm. in, and in good, wonderful, loving North Dakota, where everything is puppy dogs and rainbows, it's really not is it no. Deanne, I got to tell you, please give your husband and your daughter my love. Tell them I'm out here fighting for them. I'm going to do everything I can. Anybody that wants to contact Hovind, Armstrong, uh, Kramer's office, anybody who wants to contact the judge, feel free to contact me. I'll get to the contact information again. Her name is Deanne, D-E-A-N-N-E, Regalado, R-E-G-A-L-A-D-O. That is her name. She has a problem. Let's help a lady out. Everybody, thank, thank you, you so much for being here. Deanne. keep the faith. We got to we got to keep the faith. It's the only thing we got going for us. That's, it's another so true. It's another Monday, folks. We have another one in the can. God bless you all and don't give up.